it's like we finally have a solution. Yeah. With all these podcasts, how does one keep up? What are you not glad you asked? Welcome to the week in podcasting. Thank you very much. Smith Everett, Val Riley, Jeff Adams. Smith Everett, Val Riley, Jeff Adams. Smith Everett, Val Riley, Jeff Adams. The week in podcasting. Welcome to episode nine of the Week in Podcasting. We'll take care of all the work. You just listen in and learn about great podcasts. My name is Seth Everett. The lovely lady to my left is Val Riley, and the lovely gentleman to my right. Look, I'm heterosexual. I have no problem with that. It's Jeff Adams, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. How are you guys? <laughs> Good. Do you have imaginary friends to your left and your right right now? <laughs> we are. We are virtual. We are. This is a virtual thing. I you want have to like cut out posters of us, right? Well, no, I, I look, I have four <laughs> years of experience of being your friend and never meeting you. So I know I, 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 I like have no problems eye. pretending this. I know <laughs> you, she lives in she lives in the Bay Area. Supposedly, I've been to the Bay Area four times. She's been out of town all four times. And her husband, who I've asked to be on video shows, is like Snuffleupagus. He's like Big Bird's imaginary friend. So <laughs> we're just computers. We're I, I like that we're... movie. That movie. What's it called? Her. We're not real. We're just computers yeah. trying to be your best friend and mess with your mind. Right. That was a <laughs> freaky movie. I like that. That movie. was a very freaky movie. That was a yeah. weird, freaky movie. All right. Thank shows her. we are featuring this week. Uh, Unmarketing is going to be our first podcast. Also, how do we fix it? And finally. With sports, we've got some sports podcasts coming, including the Celtics post-game show. I know Val is ready for this one. She's wearing her Celtics jersey. If you're <laughs> coming on this episode and it's the first one and you've never heard this show before, I highly recommend you check out some earlier episodes. Um, we featured so many really cool podcasts. It's not really to hear us. It's more so hear these clips. Hear the clips that we are presenting. People submit clips to us. That's the, the all the rave these days. Uh, we're happy to take suggestions. Just send the email to theweekinpodcasting at gmail.com. That's all you have to do. Our mission statement is simply to expose the listening audience to the many different choices you have in podcasting. And guys, I was I was making this point to a friend of mine. Somebody was somebody I was at a, a hockey game and we were talking about podcasts. And somebody works for uh, uh, he, he produces a podcast. And they said, Well, if I listen to his, does that mean I can't listen to yours? This is the better thing. This is why podcasts are better than radio. If I'm listening to 95.5 and you're listening to 100.3, someone's competing for your, your attention. With a podcast, you can listen to Val's podcast first, Jeff's podcast second, my podcast third, Podvader's podcast fourth. If you're a sports podcast, there are thousands of them. You have the options. Nobody's competing against anybody. Sure, they rank how many downloads everybody gets, but you can download them all. That's right. I like the order you put our podcast in, our hypothetical podcast. <laughs> Mine right, first and Podvader's last. <laughs> Good advice, right, people. Considering, <laughs> right. Considering Podvader has the most podcasts and he actually works in the podcasting industry. Jeff works in the podcasting industry, hosts his own podcast. I have my own podcast. Val has none. I have this one. <laughs> I have this one. I have this, this one. one. This podcast right, counts, this people. Thank you for listening. 
this one counts too. <laughs> and at the time of our <laughs> recording, it is the first week in November, so Halloween has come and gone. I I provided you 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 nobody had their houses egged. Everybody was safe. Yes. No, do people? This was our first year of trick or treating. We went to this neighborhood in San Francisco. It's like really beautiful, all these big, beautiful mansions. And it was packed. It was like mob scene. I've never seen anything like it. And one house was giving out full size stuffed teddy bears. What, what, the houses what? were so nice and so big that most of the houses, they just put a big bowl of candy on the porch, like in front of their gate. They don't even like let you see into their house. They don't even <laughs> open their front door. It was crazy. I, uh, I, I wanted to scream out while she was talking. I wanted to go, how big was it? <laughs> <laughs> the teddy bear was so big. How big was it? Um <laughs> Jeff, were you going to say something? No, I'm just they're giving out teddy bears. And the, what kind of neighborhood do you live in? I know. Well, it, it's the neighborhood adjacent to my neighborhood. Um, it, there are some big, beautiful houses in, Sacra- in Sacramento. Where do I think I live? In San Francisco. <laughs> um, and they kind of go all out for Halloween. There were, you know, full-size candy bars and all kinds of stuff. Wow. Um, it was fun. Ellie got like my daughter got like you know ten pieces of candy, and she was happy. And now, like you know, she spends her days lining them up and organizing them and reorganizing them. She doesn't really have any interest in eating them. Thankfully, she just wants to organize them, which is nice. <laughs> well, we uh, we got a recommendation because we've been going. You know, we we've been living in this house for like eight years. We had a recommendation that our neighborhood is boring. That it's not that much fun. Not every house, the people aren't home. Like they said, there's another part of town. That is like uh-huh. the, the hot spot. All uh-huh. the houses are on top of each other. It's very easy. We went there and it was mobbed. You couldn't drive on the street. There were that many people. So we get to the fifth house and the guy is who's standing in the back hands the parents Dixie cups. Oh, with nice. Wine yeah. In them. Oh, yeah. yeah. With wine. Everyone, in them. everyone in my neighborhood had a roadie for sure. It was a guy dressed as a UPS uh, delivery man. He had a box with him. With a box of wine in it. This was. That's nice. (laughs) That's so Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I couldn't believe it. I think that's the new thing that people are going to certain neighborhoods and kind of making a mob scene out of it, which I like better. It feels more festive, you know, and and in a way it's a little bit safer because at least everyone is all together and, you know, good cars stay away from that neighborhood. You know, I think uh, the UPS person was uh, it was Seth. Seth, that was your costume, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I would I would cop to it. I'm not ashamed. I what was in I your lightsaber or your princess wand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the case, maybe. I came from a hockey game, so I had a devil's jersey on. I was walking around. I wanted to paint my face, and I could have been David Putty from Seinfeld. Support the team. <laughs> Why would you have to paint your face to be David Putty? I mean. You don't have to paint your face. You want to paint your face. <laughs> How would you paint? Oh, because he painted his face. It, I get it. That one yes, specific yes, episode. Yes. You weren't going to paint your face yes. as David Putty. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you're that good at makeup, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but the line inside Seinfeld, she goes, why do you have to paint your face? And he goes, you don't want to paint your face. You, you don't have to paint your face. You want to paint your face. <laughs> 
Seinfeld comes up in like every single one of our podcasts somehow. It's like the Easter egg. So yeah, I walked around. I walked around with a devil's jersey on. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, especially after that great moment. Leave us a (laughs) review. Let us know what hockey team you would have won. Uh, and all the podcasts we preview on the show, subscribe, let them know in the ratings that you found out about their show through the week in podcasting. We've seen some on iTunes already, and it's a great way to get the word out. So what will happen is people will look at this show as a landing spot for brand new podcasts and not brand new podcasts specifically, but brand new submissions, which are, are, are really cool. All right, let's get to unmarketing. It is hosted by Scott Stratton and Allison Kramer. Sound like lovely felt. <laughs> Recently, Twitter had to lay off quite a few employees. Never an easy job, but Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey published an email that was classy and well done. Firing people is never an easy job. Scott retells his experiences as an HR employee with goodwill in Canada. Let's listen in. The hardest emotional part for me as the HR person was a layoff. They did nothing. They did nothing to deserve that. That it, it was. When I let people go from where at Goodwill Toronto, where I worked, when I let them go, it was because of the economy. That the underpad market in India—that's where we sold all the used clothes that we got from Goodwill that didn't sell. We sell them in bulk by the ton overseas, where they'd make underpadding for carpets, and that market got saturated eventually. Just imagine this: the underpadding market in India impacted our retail workforce in Toronto at Goodwill. And I laid off people who worked for goodwill. I was going to say. For goodwill. I'm I'm going to hell because of that. It's a last But I would go into places, into a store, if we had to shut down a store, and I would lock the door behind me and let everybody go. Yeah. And that... There's no, there's just no, there's no good way to do that. And I, and I got into, after I started, got out of HR and I actually did some consulting for a while and actually was a hired gun to go into places and fire people because I knew the law, I knew how it worked. And so you, you actually realize, I don't know if it's a Canadian thing or a human nature thing, but it actually rarely happens to fire somebody because of conflict, because of some of the reasons that what actually happens in companies is just the good people leave. That's what happens is because we don't want to have the conflict of firing somebody the bad employees just make the good ones quit because we're avoiding that conflict we're avoiding the conflict now whether it's a conflict individually the person or we're scared of a lawsuit or whatever it is you know and and people don't realize keep it down back there holy and they just kicked a light too you're fired see that's part of the adam's made it unbearable for me i'm leaving yeah see see, i can't fire adam (laughs) um i find him a wonderful person so allison's gonna walk out because she can't deal with this workplace (laughs) anymore but this is the point is you can't People get scared of this whole thing of fire. And again, different country, different states, different provinces, different laws. But if you give people their notice and their severance, if they deserve severance, and here it's over five years, then there's nothing to sue you for in theory because you're not trying to get lost wages unless it's a human rights issue. So it gets into the whole employment law thing. But the, the fact of the matter is you look somebody in the eye and they say back to you, what am I going to do now? They stare at you and say, and crying, not crying, so shocked they can't cry and say, my rent is due. I'm working at Goodwill. Yeah. And I look at them, and all I want to do is two things, three things. Hug them, tell them it's not their fault, and give them money out of my pocket. None of which you can do. None of which you can do. Yeah. You can't even hand them a Kleenex for crying out loud. Especially when you're firing somebody for cause or something, you can't give any information back. 
And I dealt with the union, so I, I had a whole other thing of grievance policies and all these, these progressive discipline and all these type of things you had to deal with. I remember a bunch of different people, and I can't. I've had one person we we, we fired. We knew he was going to be a problem, and I said, "I need your store keys back." And he said, "Sure," and he chucked them at me. And I thought I was going to catch it because I'm a gold glove first baseman. <laughs> and it went right off my thumb, off the, above my eyebrow, and cut me. I still have a scar there. And it cut me open above my eye. Uh, I, I've had people call me every name. I've been able to sit there and cry and not say a word. And you realize it, you've just changed their life. Now, once in a while, you've changed it for the better, and they don't realize it at the time. It gets them out of a job or a rut, and they get a better opportunity. All right, serious stuff. Um, I want to just report one thing. Uh, I do have a list here of all gold glove first baseman in baseball history. I do not see Scott Stratton on this list. So I don't think gold glove. I'm just questioning his facts there. Um, Val, let's start with you. Your reaction to the discussion. It's a very interesting topic. Everyone has their own firing story, whether they fired somebody or been fired. What's your reaction to the idea that this is just a a topic? Well, so first of all, this podcast specifically, you know how some podcasts you kind of listen to while you do other things? Like this clip, I was fascinated by. I mean, it's really interesting to hear about, and it's something people are uncomfortable talking about it. And I'm glad that he talked about it because this may surprise you, but I actually have a lot of experience firing people. I, uh, back when I was into that whole working full-time thing, uh, don't recommend it. Um, I tried the corporate thing and I worked for a startup that didn't exactly start up the way that it was supposed to. And I was the sales director. And so I had all these people underneath me in sales, right? So that's like, you know, if the startup isn't working, it's, you know, the sales, they need to make their numbers and they weren't making their numbers. And so I had to fire and it was a really aggressive, uh, startup and I fired like maybe a hundred people over the course of the two years that I worked for them. And it was really hard, but I have to say I got really good at it. And it was interesting before I have, I remember right before I had to fire my first person and keep in mind, I'm younger than most of the people that I'm firing. Right. And there is that kind of element to it. That's uncomfortable. I was at a restaurant talking to a friend who had a similar job And she was giving me her advice and the waitress actually um, stopped and said, you know, I can't help but overhear your conversation. Being the manager of this restaurant, you know, I've had to fire a lot of people. And my advice is just to do it quickly and succinctly and then let them ask questions. But like, don't beat around the bush and don't build up, build up, build up because they just really want to hear what it's about. And that was the best advice I ever got. And I found it to be very true is that you just kind of have to say, okay, listen, you know, you're fired and, and then let them ask questions and answer what you can. But it was brutal. And it it was an outside sales company. So they all had company cars. So I also had to like repo their car at the same time and like get them a taxi home. It was so awful. (laughs) So you can see why I don't work anymore. I'm scarred from that whole experience. (laughs) I bet that you're getting teddy bears and trick or treating. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I have. In 19 (laughs) years, in 19 years, I've been in. I've been probably fired. I can think of at least three, and I'm sure I'm forgetting something. One time, I have two extremes. I obviously can't reveal the places. Uh, (laughs) One time, I was fired over the phone on my cell phone on a train. 
I thought that was so obnoxious. I had put in so much time. Again, I can't reveal the year. I, it, was, it was such an awkward thing that I was interviewed by a newspaper and they wanted me to rip them publicly. I was really tempted because you're angry. Right. And uh-huh. I actually told them that the newspaper had called. They called me in the following week. We negotiated a settlement that I basically signed a non-disclosure to not tell where the bodies are buried. Uh, uh-huh. So that was a really awkward one. I, I couldn't believe that. The other one, and the funny thing was, is I was quitting two months later. I had signed uh-huh. an agreement with someone else. So it, it was fun. Like, they didn't have to go through this whole rigmarole. And it was very, very weird. The other one was, I asked for a buyout. Pod Vader knows where this is, I think. Um, and no, it's not ESPN. I asked for a buyout. And they showed me the door almost in handcuffs. They wow. would not let me leave their side like i had agreed to leave i got a buyout and they were literally like arm in arm like i could not it was the most awkward uncomfortable i couldn't believe it i felt like i was being treated like a criminal wow Uh i checked to make sure i had my phone with me i thought i had left it there i could not believe it so it's weird how like the extremes like Every place does it differently. It's it's a very strange, strange feeling. Yeah, uh-huh. I can I can relate to this clip. You know, this one hits home. I mean, literally on Monday, I I split away from my partners as a company. That kind of hit home. Wow. But I actually, believe it or not, I was the CEO of a small record company before. I had like uh, you know about twenty employees, and some of them were my friends. Mm-hmm. I would never say hire friends because that's the hardest when you got to let someone go when they're your friend. Luckily, I managed to keep those relationships intact as friends. But man, that was really, really tough. It's like, hey, I'm going to have to let you go. It's not working out. I mean, I had one guy, he was napping all the time. And he this is when Twitter was coming out. He was always like, I'm taking a nap now. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, why are you not working? You know, <laughs> it was like one of those situations. <laughs> and it was very, very awkward. But luckily, I've kept all those friendships. But man, I hate firing people. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, you can subscribe to the Unmarketing Podcast on iTunes. Don't forget to leave a review. Tell them where you heard the show. You can also check more of Scott and Allison including his baseballreference.com link, unmarketing.com. You can check out Scott and Allison do the show Unmarketing. It's very, very interesting here. All right, let's uh, move on to how do we fix it? Funny how like we're, we're talking about getting fired, and now we're going to try to fix things. <laughs> Richard Davies, who's a former ABC News anchor, I love getting the satisfaction chuckle from Jeff. It makes my day. <laughs> like, it, it absolutely, because he... <laughs> I can make Valerie laugh on a dime, but Jeff, I feel like it's like, oh, I've done something. Yes. Richard Davies, the former ABC News anchor, and Jim. That's right. That's exactly right. And Jim Miggs, I hope I'm pronouncing uh, his name right, former editor-in-chief of Popular Mechanics. Their topic is confirmation bias. What is it and how do we fix it? Richard and Jim are joined by a special guest who hosts his own podcast. Now this show is getting meta. The podcast about podcasts talking to other podcasts. That's what we're about to listen to. They speak with David McRaney. Take a listen. So, Richard, ever since we launched our show, we've we've tried to find a way to meet in the middle and get people from different sides of political issues to get together. And we keep coming up against this problem of tribalism, right? Exactly. Of, of- the way the country so deeply divided into tribes, whether it be liberals or conservatives or some other form of barrier between people. And it seems to be getting worse. 
part of the problem is this thing called selection bias. If you hold a certain viewpoint, you just look for the evidence that confirms your viewpoint and you ignore the evidence that doesn't. So joining us today is David McRaney, the host of the popular podcast, You Are Not So Smart. He calls his show a celebration of self-delusion. David is also the author of two books, You Are Not So Smart and You Are Now Less Dumb. And he's got some really interesting ideas how we as individuals can do a better job of opening our minds up to viewpoints that aren't so comfortable for us. So let's find out what confirmation bias is and what it isn't. David McRaney joining us via Skype from Hattiesburg, Louisiana. Welcome, David. Hey, how are you? We are good, but we want to know what is confirmation bias. Uh, just, Just walk us through that one. Okay, yeah. Well, it's the method that human brains prefer to receive new information and to seek out new information. So what usually happens is we have an emotion or an intuition concerning something that happens out in the natural world. And then we draw a conclusion about what is responsible for that natural effect or that new piece of information that that we've run across. And then what we do is we try to seek supporting evidence to make our conclusions seem right or correct. So if you don't mind, I'd like to try to perform an experiment on you. Is that okay? Okay, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, most psychologists love doing this, don't they? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick out three numbers. And all you have to do is figure out what secret rule I'm using to pick out those numbers. So here we go. Um, two, four, and six. I want you to try to imagine what rule would I be using to pick out these numbers. So I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it another time. I'm using my rule. 10, 12, and 14. And then one more time just to make sure that we're all on the same page. 24, 26, 28. Now, let me ask you, do you feel somewhat confident that you figured out my rule? Yeah. Okay. I feel, feel very confident. Well, knowing that it's a test, I, I feel like I figured out one possible rule, but there's probably okay. something else lurking in the background. <laughs> all right. So all I'm, I'm going to ask you to do, all you have to do to prove to me that you figured out the rule is now you just use that rule and pick out three numbers of your own. All right. We'll say 32, 34, 36. All right. Fantastic. And fantastic. I just want to put this on the record. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> now here's, Not that here's, I'm competitive. <laughs> so here is the beauty of confirmation bias. If I didn't tell you anything else about this you'd live out the rest of your life not questioning anything about what you just went through but here's the problem here's some other sequences that correspond to my rule one two and three four five and six seven eight and nine okay because what you believed was my rule most likely is that it was three numbers you know three even numbers in a row right three even numbers in a row but my actual rule is just any three numbers one bigger than the last (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> so what a happens? Much broader is, set, right? <laughs> right. When I asked you to pick out three numbers, and you picked out three numbers using the even set that you believed it probably was, and then you received confirmation that that was correct, you didn't. Then people usually don't proceed to test again, where they'll go, "Okay, that worked." But what about I try this sequence and this sequence and this sequence? And people only try to determine whether or not they're correct through confirming their assumptions, never disconfirming. And what happens is you start to build a very inaccurate model of the world. <laughs> okay, well, go give us, give us an example apart from this. A great example would be 
let's say you believe that vaccines cause autism and you get on Google and you start searching for confirmation of your hypothesis, you will find it. You will find so much information that confirms your hypothesis that you will never be able to read it all. And if you never go to the next step, if you don't try to determine whether or not, you know, if you stop at two, four, six, and you don't proceed to the next possible rule, then you will never find the disconfirming information or you are because you're the active process is all about confirming your hypothesis. By the way, Richard Davies and Jim Miggs are going to be doing my daughter's math homework coming up uh, this <laughs> afternoon uh, as we get, get uh, continue here. You can subscribe to How Do We Fix It on iTunes. Don't forget to leave the review. And, of course, you can find them at howdowefixit.me.me. So that's how you can find them. Val, your reaction to How Do We Fix It? Well, first, I feel like people need experts to help their kids with their homework because of like that new math that's going on. But that's a whole different podcast. Um, I feel like I just got mind effed. You know, (laughs) confirmation bias is something I realize I do all the time in my own life. And when I was listening to that clip, I was thinking specifically about WebMD. You know how like you can click your, I don't know if you've ever been on that site, but I'm just recently dealing with the fact that everyone's sick all the time because my child just started school for the first time. And, and, you know, on WebMD, it'll be like, you know, do you have this? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? And you can basically like give yourself cancer by like answering the series of questions the right or wrong way. You know what I mean? So like I constantly leave that site thinking I have like a tapeworm or, you know, something awful because I have convinced myself through a series of questions that I do, right? When really it's just a freaking cold. I do the same thing. That's why I'm laughing. Oh yeah, you do the same thing. I do the exact same thing. And anytime I get sick or I have like a pain, and like I read the worst, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have cancer. I'm freaking out. But yeah, that's why I was totally. laughing because I do the exact totally. same thing. Yeah, Seth, do you do this to yourself? You must. No, you just want to hear the doctor say, "Get out of here. You're fine. Get out of <laughs> here. You're fine." Like you don't hear that on WebMD. You never do. It's always there's always a million combinations. I do feel better, though, looking at WebMD versus Wikipedia. (laughs) I totally disagree with you. I get so frustrated when you go to the doctor and they're like, get out of here. You're fine. I'm like, no, I came all the way here. Something (laughs) needs to be wrong. Like, I want a diagnosis. (laughs) Um, But uh, when they were doing that in the podcast, when they were doing that mind exercise, I mean, I was definitely thinking it had to be an even number in sequential order. Were, were, Were you guys or did you? See where it was going. Jedi mind tricks. No, I, I was like, <laughs> these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how I heard it. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I heard it. These are not the droids you're looking for. Oh, why do I bother? <laughs> <laughs> there always has to be a Star Wars reference every podcast we do. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, check it off the list. We hit Seinfeld earlier. Okay, I, yeah, moving on. Star Wars done. Okay, moving on. Exactly. <laughs> well, I like it that I at least learned something new. Confirmation bias. It's going to be my new cool talking point. Well, you brought you brought up the uh, the doctor, and uh, did I tell you the, the 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 bonkers? And this is my public service announcement. Basal cell carcinoma is the safest form of skin cancer you can get, but you have to treat it. You have to treat it. So if you see something that's strange you know, get it checked out. I have had it three times. The first time was on my forehead 
The second time was on my ear. I tell that story all the time about how I was at ESPN. I was actually uh, with Podvader, I believe, but I was on the set of Baseball Tonight and my ear started bleeding. And it wouldn't stop. And there's a footage, uh, you can find it somewhere, of me on baseball tonight with, like, blood dripping off my ear. And <laughs> so, anyway, so anyway, so anyway, just, uh, like, 10 days ago, a couple of weeks ago, I found a third one. Oh. And it was on my arm. Now, the difference is when it's on your head, your forehead, and your ear, you can't see them treated. So I don't know what they're doing. They give you a little local anesthetic. You don't feel a thing. You don't know what's going on. You don't think about it. So this was on my forearm, right? So I stuck out my hand. I let, you know, I let it on a thing and I'm not looking. I'm looking at the window. I'm looking at a painting on their wall. I'm not looking. And all of a sudden the doctor is treating this and says, so what do you think? Mets going to win the world series. And I turned around to go, what are you talking about? <laughs> and as I did, I, I think I saw my bone. Oh. <laughs> I was so wigged out. By this, I was so freaked out. You talk about reading WebMD. I was so freaked out by seeing a hole in my arm. I felt I, I was I was literally blah, blah, blah. I was <laughs> Seth, you should never give birth. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. And you know what? On our old show, you wouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> On our old show, I hadn't done it yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready to talk some sports? Let's do it. The NBA season has started. By the way, Jeff Adams has started an NBA podcast. Do tell, Monsieur. Yeah, man. I uh, started an NBA podcast. It's called Shooting the Jays, which is exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. And these sports podcasts are like overwhelming. I was like, oh, we can do it once a week. But man, if I mean, the NBA, there's like a game every single night. So when we do our shows, there's so much to cover in 30 minutes. But it's been a lot of fun. We're like uh, going to record episode three on Friday. So check that out on Blog Talk Radio, Shooting the Jays. Is, uh, is it about a team or is it just about the league in general? The league and rumors of the NBA. We follow a lot of the stories that are going on, but we highlight some of the, the great games. So oh. it's, it's so, okay. So, so you, you're hitting on something that I think is really interesting, which is the NBA rumors are sometimes more interesting than the games themselves. Yes. <laughs> yes. To the, totally. The, the Clippers play the Orlando Magic. That's nice. You know, something happened there. But the rumors about this player and, you know, Carmelo Anthony's doing this and LeBron James is doing this and this guy's doing this and Steph Curry's doing this. Like the rumors, that's the more compelling discussion. Yes, it's a lot of fun. It's a big soap opera. Right, right. That's, that's exactly right. Well, let's talk about the Boston Celtics. Johnny Most is not doing the play-by-play, -play, but the Celtics uh, are a basketball team that has a lot of tradition and the CLNS Network is doing a Celtics postgame show. Justin Poulin of Celtics Stuff Live fame joins Celtics Beats, Larry H. Russell, and Nick Gelso for a special roundtable edition of the Celtics postgame show after the Celtics played the Spurs on November 1st. If the chemistry is there and they play like a team and they move the ball and they defend with tenacity they make use of that depth, I, I do think they can get, you know, out of the first round, maybe out of the second round. And I think a lot of it is, you know, even just to back up what Ainge just said about whether or not there is a superstar that may be already on the team. Sure. It's going to take a little while. Players are going to emerge. 
I think Smart has taken a major step up from where he was last year. Um, just the confidence that we're starting to see out of him. And a lot of times, you know, that's what it takes to emerge. I mean, even you look at Kawhi Leonard, that's exactly how he's progressed, yep. right? Confidence. Look at him just close out the game tonight, you know, uh, yep. the way that he played down the stretch. So I, I'm not convinced. I, I do. I am convinced that there's not a superstar on this team and that Isaiah Thomas, you know, plays the role of one in terms of scoring load. But there isn't a player that couldn't be pulled in the fourth quarter for the Celtics and still have the team win. And, you know, that's how I look at it with a superstar. And if I'm sitting here now at the end of this game and I'm saying, I'm not really sure I would have left. I, I would have put Isaiah Thomas back in as quickly as I did. And I also would have considered not putting him back on the court to close out tonight's game, this afternoon's game. If I'm saying that, then yeah, there's no superstar on the team. But I think it can do some damage even though. Yeah, I got to agree there too. And Isaiah is one of those type players that if he's on, he's, he's, he could at times be unstoppable when he's off. He seems to not get it back. He is just off. And tonight was one of those games, you know, Isaiah four of 18 from the field, 15 points, but really just couldn't get it together. Six for six from the line. Majority of where his points came and uh, he's one of those guys. So in a situation where you're down two. And the the clock is running down. Isaiah's not having that type game. Who's your go-to guy? Well, I think we saw it. Avery Bradley, Bradley the backcourt yep. pairing of Bradley and Smart were doing something. And, you know, Isaiah came in and did a couple of – he had a couple of nice plays, and, you know, he got into the paint, and he finished on a couple of plays. But it wasn't going to carry – he wasn't going to be able to carry the team down the stretch. But we did see major head drop plays from Smart. He knocked down that three-pointer that was crucial. Mm-hmm. And then he had Bradley go right up in the paint mm-hmm. and just stuff it in their mug. And I just think that's why I wouldn't have put Thomas in. Not so much because he was, you know, not having a great shooting night. You can subscribe to the Celtics postgame show on iTunes, and you can tune in live after every Celtics game on blogtalkradio.com slash Celtics postgame. By the way, these guys at the CLNS network also have the Patriots postgame show. That's the New England Patriots, for those of you scoring at home. And we have discussed them in the past. They have submitted clips for the Patriots, but because of the whole deflate gate thing, we were against the Patriots. We do not believe in the New England Patriots. So we did your Boston Celtics anyway. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so they also have the Patriots post game show, which also airs live after Patriots games, blogtalkradio.com slash Patriots post game. So there you have it. I had to take a shot at Tom Brady, any chance I get, <laughs> but Boston Celtics NBA podcast. There you have it. There's the a breakdown on. Uh, and the way I look at it is they're comparing. Can the Celtics put together a model, which is the model of the team that they played, the San Antonio Spurs, the, the model of the NBA these days are the Spurs because without a bona fide LeBron James type superstar, the Spurs are the class of the uh, of the league. Yeah, very true. I mean, doing the NBA podcast and being a fan of the NBA, the Celtics, they have something special because the the reserves, when they played the 76ers the other night, they outscored the starters 67 to 45, which is incredible because of Isaiah Thomas. He's only 5'9". He, he was hot, but he, I mean, this guy is coming off the bench and the, the bench is outscoring the starters. So this this team is very, very special. So if you're a Celtic fan, you know, you should have a fun year.
Uh, I'm an Orlando Magic fan, and we got a good win last night playing the Pelicans, which was a huge win. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to watch these teams play because no one really knows. But Golden State Warriors, man, they are tough. Uh, yes, they are. They're very good. They're 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 very very good things. All right. So once again, if you subscribe to these shows, you can do it on iTunes, whether it's the Celtics show or the Patriots show. You can get it on iTunes. It'll literally be in your inbox, and you can listen to it. You can either listen live on the post game or you can listen the next morning. That's a that's a smart idea because what they're doing is they're giving the option. You can using Blog Talk Radio's technology, you can do it live the first time and people can go right after the game. They can tune into your show. But if they can't do that, this is why podcasting is so smart. Because if you can't do that, you're not missing it. You get it downloaded to whatever service you have and listen to it the next day on your way to work. That's right. Genius. Your taste in sports teams stinks, but you are geniuses. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Don't forget to keep sending in submissions. The week in podcasting at gmail.com and suggest your favorite show. If you have, if you know of a show, you say, Oh my God, these guys need to put this show in on there. It, Get it to us. Just tell us about it. We'll do the rest. We'll find them. We'll find them and then ask them to send us a clip. We That's the way it works. You can just send it in. The Weekend Podcasting at gmail.com. We can get your favorite show featured next week. Remember to help us out by subscribing to The Weekend Podcasting on iTunes. Leave us a favorable review or an unfavorable review. Just review the main thing. For Val, for Jeff, and our executive producer, Pod Vader, I'm Seth Everett. We'll see you next week. Young Jedi Mind Tricks. <laughs> 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 <laughs>